morning, Restoration Church. Thank you for joining us today at Next Gen Takeover. My name is Benaya. Um, today we're starting a new sermon series called New, and this series we're focusing on the Bible verse Romans 12 2. I'm going to read you the key verse. Open your Bibles to Romans 12 2. Um, do not conform the, to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to rest and approve what God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Today, Emma, Asher, and I are going to be talking about the way we used to think about ourselves. We used to think negatively about ourselves, but we changed that. God changed that in us. And we changed, um, so Rick Warren um, said, the battle of sin starts in your mind, not in your behavior. The way you think determines the way you feel, and the way you feel determines the way you act. If you want to change the way you act, you start by changing the way you think. It may seem like a simple thought, um, but it starts sin. I have a question for you guys. Have you guys felt like you're not good enough for yourself or even God? I personally have, and sometimes I still think that, that people are, these people are so much cooler, so much funnier. Um, they're just so much better than I am. So... I got a story. So when COVID started, we, we switched to homeschool because we couldn't handle this Summersworth school. Um, <laughs> so, so I went and I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy. Wake up at 10 o'clock, do an hour of work, um, do absolutely nothing all day, and I would learn so much. Um, but it was not that at all. It was I wake up at s 7 in the morning, sit there, watch TV, and then my dad would make us do work um, for like a long time. And um, so I thought the work was so hard, so I told him I did it, but I didn't actually. And I just did not learn anything through those two years. Um, so I would just think, I'm not smart, I'm not good enough, and I would imagine myself as someone better than I am, like a singer. Like, imagine if I was that person, and I would just compare myself to people. I would put myself down, and um, I would, the, the whole time I was just thinking about how I was a horrible person. So... That's not a good trap to get yourself into. I don't remember if it was my dad or somebody else, but they told me, don't look down on yourself because God made you who you are and you're amazing. That stuck with me and that's when I changed the way I thought about myself. And after that, when I got back to school, when I got back to school, it was horrible. And then my dad or somebody else said that, I don't really remember, but that just started to help me. So throughout that process this year too, I've been starting to grow and get a little bit smarter. So a Bible verse that also helped me was 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. It says, Do not, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and gives, given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. And the translation I use says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within, within you? whom you have from God. You're not your own, for you are bought with the price to glorify God in your body. This verse um, just helped me realize that God made me who I am, and I should change the way I think, because God didn't make a mistake on me. So after I realized that, I got better in, my, got better in school, and I just got better with my family and my friends. Um, Sometimes I still think that I'm screwed or probably so annoying to some of these people, and I just think about this. Um, 
So this is probably how you guys are feeling right now or in your everyday life. I'm not good enough, I'm not, I'm not here, I shouldn't be here, my, I'm horrible to my friends, or I'm just a horrible person in general. Jesus will build you up. Don't build your life on sand, but on God alone. You're good enough, you are great enough, you're, um, uh, you're, you're just enough, you are enough. God made you who you are, as Jesus said in Genesis 1.27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male, female, he created them. When I think of not being good enough, I think of a piece of coal. Coal is bland, useless, but coal is very important. It can cook you food and it heats up your house. It makes fire. You might be thinking you're this piece of coal, useless, not use, you can't use it for anything, you're just there. Um, but you're not, you're great. I want everyone to answer this out loud. Did God make a mistake on you? No. You're, you're, you're good enough. God didn't make one mistake on you. So thinking about this, I think of a story. So the other day, I had this paper I had to turn into. I wrote the whole paper, and he makes us write a rough draft and a paper. So when I finished it, I turned in the wrong paper. I turned the rough draft in, and then I realized that, and I switched them really fast. Um, so... I could have gotten like really bad trouble for that. But some of us, so some of you guys here and some of us think that God sent you to earth on accident. You're just a rough draft. He on accident sent you, he did not mean to. He meant to send this finished paper, but he made a mistake. <laughs> you're not a rough draft, you're the finished paper. God didn't make one mistake on you. So I'm gonna call up Emma Pannebecker and she goes to Milton location. Everyone, let's cheer. Um, I'm Emma Pannebecker. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you weren't made as beautiful or as perfect as you were supposed to be? Like maybe God kind of forgot about you? I certainly have. I was in the same place that maybe some of you are in right now. When I was in fourth grade, I had a friend. She seemed nice, but as time went on, she became meaner and ruder. She was always telling me how to be thin, just like her. One time I invited her over for a sleepover and she was taking her daily five minutes to tell me I need to be thinner. She started kind of beating herself up and said, I'm so fat. Being a good friend, I responded with, no, you're not, because she wasn't. In response to me, trying to help her, she said these exact words. Yeah, but you're so fat, it looks like you're pregnant, and you have the stretch marks to prove it. I know. <laughs> I was so hurt. It felt like I had just been stabbed in seven different places. But I couldn't let her know, so I left her. She made me feel ugly and like an abomination. Two years later, I can still hear her words bouncing around in my head. But they don't make me feel the same way like they did two years ago. I don't listen to those lies, and you don't have to either. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to make them your life because they should never be a part of it in the first place. The verse we are focusing on is Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
I'm focusing on changing the way you think about the way you look. You always hear people say, looks are important. And they're not, but they never tell you why. So as you know, this is a mirror. And when you look in the mirror, you see yourself. And that's what I hated. I couldn't even stand to look in the mirror to wash my hands anymore. In the movie, Beauty and the Beast, when Belle is talking to the townspeople, and in, it's with the magic mirror that she says, she says, show me the beast. That's what I thought of every time I looked in the mirror. Ephesians 4.24 says, and to put on a new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Now this verse makes me think of you making a beautiful painting. You were so happy, it looks amazing. You like take pictures of it, send it to your friends, put it on display for anybody and everybody to see. But God's that artist, and you're that painting. God is so proud of what he just made. God didn't make you flaw-filled. He made you flawless. <laughs> Those little flaws you find in yourself, are you, it's you conforming your mind to the pattern of the world. It's what the world thinks is perfect. You're not listening to God, you're listening to the world. So a really well-known verse is Psalms 139.14. So this isn't the version I learned, but I think, I think I like this one better. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your worksmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. And I like the NLT version because it really shows that God put the time and effort into making you, and you were just made in the snap of a finger. We are God's masterpiece. Psalms 139.14 really shows that you know God made you beautiful. So why are you second guessing the truth? I'd like to welcome up Asher Gagne, who goes mostly to the Dover location. Hi, my name is Hi, my name is Asher and I'm going to tell you how I thought bad about myself and how God changed the way I thought bad about myself. I used to think about myself as an unsuccessful kid. What that means to the kids in the room and maybe the adults in the room. It means a kid who can't do something or can't finish something. I would sit on my computer last year because I couldn't uh be, because I couldn't do division. I couldn't do not one problem. And everyone else could. They were getting better grades, and um, and and they were make and they were making fun of me, and I and I thought I'm the unsuccessful kid. I can't do this. I'm dumb. It was my first year, not knowing anybody in that school. I couldn't trust anybody. But God, then God put two people who taught me division and the stuff I was behind on, and they showed me that uh, I can trust them, and they put people in my life to show that I can trust people in my grade. Those people who helped me at the time and who God put in my life was Miss Harvey and Miss Skyer. I want to thank those people who stuck with me and showed me how I can trust them. And if you're here, I want to thank you, um, you. And now, because of you two people, I'm getting the uh, getting the best grades you can get.
Open your Bibles to Psalm 73, 26. I found this verse reading my Bible a couple months ago. I used, to, I used it when Satan said in my head, you can't do this. When he does, I pray the, I pray this, uh, pray the verse and say, God, I can do this. Um, let's read Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is, uh, but God is the strength of my heart and my proportion forever. The way I think about it is that my body might not believe, but God is our strength. He's the thing that keeps us moving, he and he works in my heart, and he will be my portion forever. What does it mean, God is my portion? I looked it up, and I found this. To view God as our portion means to see the Lord as, as the source of our happiness. If God is our portion, he's the source of our happiness. This verse helped me because... Uh, because it meant to me that I may not succeed, but God uh, will help me, and he is my source of success. After God changed the way I think about myself, um, I started trying and listening, and God made it so it clicked. Uh, division clicked. It was easy enough. And I think I had a voice in my head before I started listening and trying my hardest. Um, and it was like a God voice. He said, try and have the ability. And I was like, huh? What does that mean? So, so, um, so... So um, I went on my computer the next day, and um, God said a division. But at the time, I didn't know God said it. So I was like, oh, weird. My computer said division. And, and, but then God said as clear as something could possibly be. And, and then I thought about the day before that when God said, um, when God said um, try and have the ability try and have the ability of division, I thought in my head. Um, and so I shut my computer, put it away, and I listened. The first paper, I didn't get not uh, one question right. I didn't go on my computer, um, I didn't go back on my computer, but the second paper, I listened and got three right. And I listened more and more, and I got half of the paper right. Um, and the next year came, knowing what God said to me last year. Um, um, I, uh, wait. So close. Um, <laughs> what God said last year to me and getting all of the questions right. God can fix you with the way you think bad, uh, bad about yourself, but you have to believe that he will do it. Do what he said. And you might not get the first paper right, but you have to believe in him and listen to what he said. You said, and try, and try. You might not get the second, paper, the second time, but what God said is the truth, and it will happen. I'm going to invite Benaya back to the stage. Can you please give him a round of applause? As we come to the end of the sermon, can you do this? Can you change the way you think about yourself? If you want to change the way you think about yourself, you have to do these three things. God is gonna help you. 
and you're gonna be a new person. The first one is memorize your Bible verse. Have the verse that stuck to you um, and God gave you and use it when the enemy attacks. 1 Corinthians 6.19 is, uh, or do you not realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Asher's was Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Emma's was Ephesians 4, 24. And to put on the new self created after likeness of God in trueness, true righteous and holiness. You may have heard one that stuck to you. Memorize it. When you get the, these thoughts of I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, and I'm not smart enough, um, use these as a weapon to protect you from evil. It says in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than, a sh it's sharper than a, the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. Between joint and marrow, it exposes your innermost thoughts and desires. Let us pray for the people in this room that are struggling with that. God, I pray that the people in this room who think they're unsuccessful or they can't finish something, they can't do something, God, that they, they do it. They, they, they face the challenge that they think they can't do, that they that they can do division or whatever they're struggling on. God, that they, that they finish the paper, they get all of them right. God, you, you help them get all of them right. God, I pray for those people that they will, if they don't get the second paper right, they don't get the first paper right, they will get one, they will get a, the paper right. God, even if they don't get the paper right, they know in their heart that they will, they can, they do miracles in your name, God. Dear God, I pray for those who don't think that they're, that they're made wonderfully complex, that listen to those lies. I pray that you teach them the truth and help them understand. They were made in your image. Jesus, I pray for the people in this room that don't think they're good enough, smart enough, or they don't think they're good enough for this world. Lord Jesus, I pray that they don't ponder on the world, but on you alone. Jesus, I pray for a healing in this room for the people that think this, that it will change and it won't come back, that they'll be freed of all this and all that, of the, they'll be freed of the world's lies. Jesus, I pray that you don't let the devil come and attack, that they'll use you as a weapon. They'll use this Bible as a, um, as a shield to protect them. Jesus, I pray for the people in the room that are, need help from any of this, Lord Jesus. I pray that they seek help and they find you. Amen.